Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one-of-a-kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of. With Trafalgar, your money goes further, and so do you. Unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com slash unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot com slash unlock. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hola y bienvenidos a la Deuces Wild Daily Hustle. No abate por No Filter Network. Will the Thrill Clarky Miguelito San Dieguito not with us today, but get her alive here or not here, obviously, we properly salute our boys. Yes, 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 yes! Woo! Remember this, folks, when we are juiceful, we are useful, and when we are juiceless, we are fucking useless. It's as simple as that. A very pleasant Monday morning to you. The 20, no, I take that back. (laughs) It definitely is not the 27th day of October. It's the 30th of October. And so today, as we towards... uh, Get towards the end of the month, is what I'm trying to say. Let's bust out the pocket didge. Yes, the oldest wind instrument in the world is the didgeridoo. Now, this is a pocket didge, just in case you guys like to travel. Mm. Woo! That always fires up the day as well. So, anyhow, we have... uh, the title sponsor of the program now is Bet Online. That's right. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicked off last week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action. It's fantastic. With MLB postseason NFL coverage, college football, NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything. NBA at your fingertips with both desktops and mobile access for every sport, any time. Unless, of course, you live in California. <laughs> Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code BLEAV. B L E A V. 
all capitals to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So I actually live, I mean, any way you slice it, dice like 15 minutes from the Nevada border. So I could theoretically just get on that side of the state line and start firing away. So today, October the 30th, the Daily Hustle, we're going to have an abbreviated program. I got to get down to the Bay Area. So we're going to go about a half hour here. Figured something is better than nothing. And yes, by the way, you can see the Oilers helmet in the background there. That is an autographed Earl Campbell gem. Let me bring it closer. Look at this beautiful bastard. If you grew up in the 80s, and this doesn't just bring you this warm, nostalgia feeling, we can't fucking help you here at the Daily Hustle. We just can't. The Tennessee Titans wearing this uniform yesterday was simply the most glorious thing that I've seen all year. And it's not even close. The only question becomes, do they deserve to wear the Oilers unis? Or should that be for the city of Houston? The Texans should be the ones wearing this. I get it. If you want to move your team, move your fucking team. Go ahead. Take off for Nashville. I'm okay with that. I understand. But to take off for Nashville and then not leave this behind as an ode to the city of Houston, that's bullshit. I can't believe it. So, yes, super stoked on the fact that the Titans were honoring the Oilers. But I also think it was one of the most fucked up things we've seen all year because it's the Houston Texans that should be wearing these. This represents a city. This wasn't about that ownership group that packed up their team and left town. No. This is about the people of Houston. That's it. So, man, look at that. Earl Cam. I mean, this is about the former players. Everything Houston. Why can you not at least, I don't know if it's licensed it back to them, whatever it takes, but they ought to <laughs> rid of the Texans. Obviously, that hasn't worked. Go back to the Oilers. For the sake of the league. You're talking about, like, leaving places better than you found it. It's our goal in life. If nothing else, a contribution to the world by the Tennessee Titans ownership group would be giving the Oilers back to Texas. Back to Houston. Now, if you don't, okay, if you're that attached to the Oilers, I'm okay with that. But you literally have got to change your name back to the fucking Oilers. You got to go back to it. You have to. It doesn't make any sense at all to me how and why you would just abandon this. As a matter of fact, I'll take this a step further because I've been obsessed with the Oilers for years. I just love their unis. That was it. Did I grow up an Oilers fan? Nope, not at all. Like Warren Moon. Fun watching him, you know, a little running gun offense. That was cool. 
I just appreciate glorious unis. And how can't you? So, you know, with all of that said, I'm looking at this now going forward. Well, they did this 100% as the Seahawks did. And I think there's a few other teams that went retro yesterday. They're doing this so they can sell merch. So finally, they're going to have the Oilers merch back in stock, which I don't know if it's just the teams that benefit or it's the teams along with the league in general. I know the players get a piece of that. So it's a good thing because you knew you were going to sell a shit ton of merch. But at the same time, how can you not watch that game yesterday and think to yourself, Either two things. Number one, Titans. If you want to go that route, go that route. Totally cool. But bring it back. And bring it back for good. And taking it a step further, I still believe this team right here, they belong in fucking Houston. Period. End of story. End of debate. End of conversation. NFL, make it happen. It's not that hard. On that note, and there's so many things to get going with today. I mean, there really are. But make no mistake about it. It was the Tennessee Titans slash Houston Oilers yesterday. I'm going to put this back for a second. You know what? I might. Hold on a second. I said I just put this on. Oh, I could do the whole show like this. I really could. Oh, at least just do this segment like it. So, Will Levis. I don't know if you guys saw him yesterday. But he was lights out for the Houston Oilers or Tennessee Oilers or whatever you want to call them. So, I read a little bit about his story. And basically, this dude was supposed to be drafted in the first round. He went to the draft, and then he got completely hung out to dry. He was there with his crazy hot sister and girlfriend. And it was this awkward moment of the draft, and there always is one, right, where you see the guy, and he just never gets picked. So yesterday, he gets his first start, and he throws four touchdown passes. He's like the third rookie in the history Of the NFL to actually do it. And to top it off. He does it. In these helmets. Which makes it that much better. So. Anyhow. The chance of Levis. 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 Were raining down from Nissan Stadium crowd. When rookie quarterback Will Levis. Walked off the field. Following his four touchdown. Zero interception performance on Sunday afternoon. It was the 24-year-old's NFL debut, a long-awaited one for the second-round 2023 NFL draft pick. Why is he so old? 24 years old and just got drafted last year. Interesting. Uh, And one that seems, in retrospect, to have taken far too long to make happen. It's incredible, Levis told the CBS sideline reporter Amanda Guerrera afterwards. Shout-out to the fans for coming out and supporting Just shout out to this team for embracing me and getting me through these past couple of weeks. I'm just excited to be a part of this team and we'll do whatever I can to help them win. Levis looked every bit 
like the projected first-round draft pick he was expected to be before slipping just far enough in April's draft to put a chip on his shoulder. The former Kentucky Wildcat finished his first professional game with 238 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 28-23 win over the Falcons. Six different Tennessee receivers caught a pass. The Titans are 3-4. and four. They came into Sunday having allowed the fourth most sacks per game in the league this season. But Levis was only taken down twice against Atlanta. He posted a quarterback rating of 130.5 and became just the third ever player to record four touchdowns in their NFL debut. Additionally, Tennessee's 28 points were the team's most in a single game since 2021. I don't know what that says, uh, but it's not good. 28 points, and that's the most since 2021. Here's the problem with this. I just want to sit here sideways and, and just talk like that the whole time. So hopefully the mic's still catching up enough of this. It says, this is a dream come true for sure, Levis told reporters, but I mean, what time is it right now? Yeah, I got 12 minutes to celebrate before we're on to Pittsburgh. As Mike Vrabel says, but I've been dreaming of this moment as a kid my entire life. Okay, just I mean, just a really cool story. So, like I said, I mean, it's redemption for Levis. It was redemption for the Oilers uh, backers, including me. Uh, just about fucking time is really what it was. And ultimately, these need to be in play every single week. I don't know how you want to make it happen. Where you want to make it happen, it doesn't matter to me. It does a little bit. I'd rather have it in Houston. But if you're not willing to give this shit up, all right, we'll do the Oilers in Tennessee. There's got to be some oil there somewhere. Ah. So, onward and upward now. My shade's back. I got bright lights here. I'll put the Oilers helmet back here in place. It is so beautiful. I have my Joe Montana sign helmet right over there, but I'm a little down on the Niners right now. They're having a, a rough run of it. They're losing their third consecutive game yesterday. Uh, you know, the question that becomes with that is, is this really a problem with Brock Purdy? Is this an issue? I don't know. It may be. I'm not as reactionary as Henry Markin is, our social media director at No Filter Network that was calling for Sam Darnold after two bad starts for Brock Purdy, especially when he had uh, concussion symptoms at least, so you didn't know what was going on there. But the issue with Brock, obviously, you know, with the interceptions yesterday, if you look at the overall numbers, they weren't bad. From a fantasy perspective, and you will not believe this. So I started Lamar Jackson yesterday. And I have Brock Purdy and Lamar. And I've talked about this on the Daily Hustle before. And so I've been flip-flopping them, trying to think, like, where I'm going to get the best matchup and who could possibly get the best points. And also, I do do something that's pretty stupid. But if I'm going to sit down and be able to watch an entire game, like I was going to be with the Niners last week, then what do I do? I start Brock Purdy instead of Lamar Jackson. So Lamar goes off for like 45 points last week. Brock gets shit. So then this week, I sit 
Brock, of course, and I go back to Lamar, well, even as terrible as Brock Purdy played, he still had like 23 points, and Lamar Jackson came up with like 15. Oh, golly. Mm. No, you get that manager score. Like, something where it's who you leave on your bench. I'm pretty sure this is how they figure it out. And who you start. And so, if you're making the right decisions, the guys on your bench, obviously, are the ones with the least amount of points. And the guys that you start are the ones that are going off. I've got to be one of the worst in America right now. I mean, it is so... I cannot... I have a bunch of B-rate receivers, and I don't know who to start. And it's just like flipping coins every week. And, of course, it's always the guy I leave on my bench that goes off for 25, 30 points. And then the guy that I put in there gets three. I, it's It's been that kind of fantasy year for me. So, anyhow, uh, it says the 49ers have Brock Purdy problems. Jeez. I mean, that's pretty harsh. Uh, Bryce Young finally wins, and the Broncos end the streak. I didn't realize this. They had lost 16 straight to Kansas City. And Giuseppe Pepe Manuel, he was bullish on Kansas City. I didn't love him at all. I mean, it was a game. I was supposed to be playing the snow. And it was just, it just reeked. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. Kansas City had been playing well, but it obviously didn't work out well for him. So it says, file these things under things we didn't expect to see this season. The 49ers have a three-game losing streak. And the Chiefs no longer have a winning streak against the Broncos. More upsets occurred in week eight of the NFL season, such as Kansas City losing to Denver for the first time in eight years. But the Bengals' road win versus the 49ers shouldn't qualify as one of them. Yes, technically the Bengals were four-point underdogs, but they are never truly underdogs with a healthy Joe Burrow. We learned plenty about the Bengals' And the 49ers during the Week 8 class. We're also starting to find out more about Brock Purdy in his second NFL season. Here's what we learned about the 49ers, Vikings, Panthers, Jets, Broncos in Week 8 of the season. It says the 49ers have a QB problem after losing third consecutive game. Focus should be on how the Bengals recorded a signature victory on the road against one of the best teams in the league. The Bengals 4-3 are back to be Super Bowl contenders as they brushed off a 1-3 start to the season. But we can't ignore how poorly Purdy played in the loss for the Bengals and throughout this three-game losing streak for the 49ers. Purdy threw two more costly interceptions against the Bengals, bringing his total to five picks during the three-game losing streak. It's worth noting that Purdy was in concussion protocol this week for a hit he took six days ago during the Monday night loss against the Vikings. It's probably not a coincidence that Purdy has struggled without Debo Samuel. I mean, that's a big one right there. Who injured his shoulder in the week six loss to the Browns. Purdy probably will bounce back when Samuel returns to the field, but it's concerning that Purdy has struggled this much without a complete offense. The 49ers traded Trey Lance in the summer because they were confident Purdy was the right QB choice to guide them to the Super Bowl. Now... They might have doubts with how many misfires and turnovers Purdy has had as of late. San Francisco will need to make plenty of adjustments as the team heads into a bye week, particularly some that should address how poorly the defense has been during this skid. As for the Bengals, they received terrific performance from Burrow, who completed 28 of 32 passes. Damn. 
for 283 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. The Bengals don't have a QB problem and might have the best one in the league when he has two healthy calves. So he only didn't complete four passes the entire game. Holy shit. Wow. That is impressive. All right. As far as Purdy's concerned, I look, I'm tired of the overreactions that we get each and every single week. If Brock Purdy continues to play like this for another two, three games, yeah, maybe we could go back and say we have a QB problem. We could start talking about making a change. But the crazy reaction in such a short period of time is way over the top. And it is indicative of a fan base that would be more like New York than San Francisco. We have to have patience with this dude. Remember just a few weeks ago, we're reading an article weeks ago, not months ago about how Brock Purdy is an AI quarterback, meaning that this dude is the perfect quarterback. So, we don't know also what happened with the concussion thing. If you remember, if he did have a concussion and he's just trying to play it off like most football players, hey, I'm fine, no headaches, no nothing, like this and that, whatever. If that is the case, it will 100% affect his performance. So for all the times that these guys get hit, and it might not even be a hit that we noticed or even talked about, but it can affect performance, and it will affect performance. Ask Anthony Rizzo, who got kneed in the head by, I want to say it was like Machado or something. I, I don't know, always kind of default there. But he got kneed in the head, and from that, all of a sudden, you saw his performance go, <laughs> when your brain is not firing on all cylinders, it's a major issue. And especially in baseball, when your brain's got to talk to your muscles in such a short period of time, if that puts you off at all, you're fucked. Well, playing quarterback is kind of like playing baseball, where if this isn't perfectly working and you're making split-second decisions where it's, I'm going here or I'm going here, or even I'm going here, but if I go here too late, I'm in trouble. Well, I do not think it is a coincidence at all that Brock Purdy went into concussion protocol and obviously has now been struggling. Get off of him, though. Give him some time. Let him get back in his groove. He's going to be fine. All right. uh, A little bit of time left here. I'll go like maybe 10, 15 more minutes. We got to get into the World Series. It is wild. Uh, that game one was one of the most electric games that I've ever watched. Never before. I don't want to say never before. At least not in a long time have I, say, watched a game and then hopped in my car and I had to drive an hour and a half. I listened or watched every single pitch from start to finish. And it was everything and more than I could have ever hoped for. 
It was 100% a double middle finger to everybody who did not want to see the Rangers or the Diamondbacks in the World Series. I told you guys this last week. This World Series is going to be the best ones we've seen in a very long time. And if you want to take the first two games and use those as any sort of judgment on this series so far, it's lived up to the billing. Even the second game in which the Diamondbacks blew out the Rangers 9-1, to it was fun for me and all the overbetters who were looking at this thing because... The question was, are the Diamondbacks going to be able to get there by themselves? The OU was nine. And sure enough, they ended up doing it. But the masterful performance from Merrill Kelly, the journeyman right-handed hurler from Arizona State, just a real good feel-good story. And to see him do what he did, and then to watch the Diamondbacks just dismantle the Texas Rangers by old school baseball, bunting, stealing bags, hitting runs, playing defense. This is what baseball should look like. This isn't supposed to look like a slow pitch softball game. Even me, as much as I hate bunting, hey, I appreciate it. And I the only reason why I hate it is I don't like giving up out as far as bunting in general for base hits all day. So that's the only thing I would change is I'd turn some of those sacrifices more into drags to see if we could not have to give up an out right there. But Tori Lavello and the Diamondbacks look fucking awesome. They should have won that first game, but it was Corey Seager. And this is one of the more inspirational stories just for humankind as this is a life optimization podcast here the rangers faced christian javier in game seven of the american league championship series because of that because how good christian javier had been i didn't like him so javier has a four seam riding fastball through the zone and he pitches to the top of it making it very difficult for hitters to get on top of. So what did the Rangers do? They grabbed these foam balls and they put them in a machine and they literally rise. And it's a drill that I've done with the LTP kids to figure out a way to get on top of the ball. So when they talked about Paul Seawall, the closer of the Arizona Diamondbacks, they actually referred to him as Christian Javier. Oh, it's just Christian Javier. It's just Christian Javier. Well, the boys worked on it with the fumbles. So they come up to bat. In the biggest moment of the season, Corey Seager steps up and ambushes Seawalt on a first pitch, letter-high fastball. Whack. Just, it's a matter of getting it. If you got to get the hands up enough, to stay on top, stays on top of it, and hits an absolute fucking bomb tie ball game. And then, all right, a couple innings later, it was the man, the myth, the legend, Adolis Garcia. <laughs> this at bat got me too, because 
He went, I want to say it was 2-0. In 2-0, there was a fastball down and away. Big swing and a miss. I think it was Castro who was on the mound. And you could tell that, like, Adolis, okay, let me tone it back a little bit. I've said this 9,000 times. 80 will get you 100 when it comes to hitting. And the reason being is not that you're actually swinging 80%. If you have an 80% mentality, then it's going to allow your swing to fire through at 100%. The reason being is that loose muscles are quick muscles. Quick muscles are fast muscles. Fast muscles are powerful muscles. Powerful muscles hit ding-dong Donkey Kongs. Make sense? Thought so. So with the Dulles Garcia, when he dialed it back just a bit, it was on. This guy doesn't have to pull the ball or hit it 500 feet to hit a bomb. He realizes that all he has to do is take his A swing, keep his head behind the ball, stay on it, and he's going to hit it out from foul pull to foul pull. So uh, just uh, an incredible adjustment made in the at-bat, and that obviously had Texas winning the first game. What's interesting is that Look, if the Diamondbacks had pulled off that first game, like, you know, you make the argument they should have. I always kind of felt like Texas was coming. But they could have been up 2-0. I'm still convinced the series is going 7. Uh, I'm going to stick with my prediction, D-backs in 7. So we'll see what happens as they go at it tonight from the snake pit. That's right. They're back in the snake pit, and is it going to be an evening of Diamondbacks baseball, or is it going to be the actual snake pit, motherfuckers? If it's snake pit, motherfuckers, the Diamondbacks are going to have a distinct home field advantage there. Uh, All right, today's Daily Hustle, October 30th, Dubito, and you know what, let me go to right here. Buenos dias. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2023. By the way, this is a Daily Hustle electronic email communication. goes out each and every morning. Go to ericburns.com. ericburns.com. E-R-I-C-B-Y-R-N-E-S dot C-O-M. To go ahead and uh, get these delivered into your inbox each and every single Monday through Friday. Okay. Daily Hustle quote of the day. Dubito ergo sum. Vel... Quote idem est, cogito ergo sum. Rene Descartes, 17th century philosopher. English translation. I doubt, therefore I am. Or, what is the same, I think, therefore I am. Daily hustle translation. Whether we think we can't, or we think we can, we are right. Our minds are eternally creating our reality and have the powerful ability to either suppress our potential or carry us to limitless heights. As I have mentioned in the Daily Hustle before, in 2003, Kirk Gibson signed a bat for me and wrote IXV equals R. Image times vividness equals reality. The more vividly we can imagine something, the more likely it is to become our reality. Immediately after I received the bat, I made a conscious mindset change and implemented visualization into my daily routine. I then went on to hit in 22 straight games, and for the first time in my career, established myself as an everyday player. 
IXV equals R was not only a formula that changed my baseball career, but it has continued to be a driving force in my life. Whether applied to being a father, building out no filter network, partaking in over-the-top endurance adventures, writing, or coaching baseball. There is a next-level belief in myself and my ability to get shit done only made possible by developing a relentless, I think, therefore, I am motherfucker mentality. See ya, EB. Love that. So, our mind is forever creating our reality. That's it. Uh, you guys decide what you want to think. And if you have doubts, guess what? You're here to live your life with doubts. The way I look at it is that even if shit doesn't work out in our favor, we might as well go down with the right mentality. Because a lot of times when things don't work out, we don't realize this at the time because we're so reward driven in the moment but often that is what propels us to have more success down the road so one step back two steps forward one step back two steps forward and the thing about the visualization and the next question becomes well how do i visualize it's simple we all do it our own way it's me something as easy as i'm standing here and thinking about my pickleball shot yesterday that was just on fire. We went down to Reno, Biscuit and I did, and we decided to test our game against this open play down at the convention center. And we did great. It was I better than I thought. You never really know until you branch out of your little community to figure out how good you are. But we, we killed it. I mean, we went to the top court and ended up, going three and two uh won our first two games and then we lost to a couple four eights that were legit mixed doubles couple but it was like 11 nine and 11 eight were only two losses so going through that though and i'm serious about this i'm not fucking around i actually i'm that into pickleball where when i'm thinking about pickleball I'm thinking about like hitting these good shots. I'm thinking about my dinks. I'm thinking about, you know, where I'm going to go. And you, even so much where, you know, you can play out a point in your mind. And then that visualization not only happens when we're lying in bed at night or I'm, I'm driving down to the bay today. So I'm sitting in the car, whatever. It actually happens on the court where you're visualizing, you know, that shot and what you're going to do and where you're going to place it before it happens. And that's when you master this thing. So IXV equals R. Image times vividness equals reality. Let's take that with us. And then, of course, dobito ergo sum vel quod idem es cogito ergo sum. Try repeating that. I doubt, therefore I am, or what is the same, I think. Therefore, I am. On that note. We got to think big, folks. All right. Got to roll. We have the World Series game on tonight. I still plan on doing an alternative broadcast. So whether I do it tonight or tomorrow night, tomorrow night, Will and I definitely will do it on Tuesday. And then 
Wednesday, we're traveling to Houston. So a lot of moving parts right now. So on that note, I think I, I might try to do it tonight at 5, 6. I don't know. We'll see. Definitely get in there for a few innings. Uh, 19,000 other topics I didn't come close to getting to right now. But fantastic weekend of sports and looking forward to breaking the World Series down with Will tomorrow. Deuces Wild has already been scheduled. We're going at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. And then pay attention for the 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock potential alternative broadcast tonight during the World Series. Everybody have a fantastic day. And that's it. Uh, you know what? It's been a minute, so we'll leave you with a little as a man thinking. Right off the top here. Thought and purpose. Until thought is linked with purpose, there is no intelligent accomplishment. Sit on that one today. See ya! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.